What's up, y'all? It's Jenny. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I've always wanted to start a podcast. I figured, why not? So here we go. Hello, friends, and happy 2024. That sounds so crazy. But I have been so busy, and I've been dying to release this podcast and spill, like, some hot tea Um, kind of about my own life, um, instead of just necessarily just business advice, but it's going to be a spinoff between the two. Some of you guys, if you follow us on my socials, you may have already seen the news, but I am opening a second brick and mortar. That is wild. I can't believe I'm even saying that out loud, but I'm going to tell you exactly how to open a brick and mortar or at least how I've done it from start to finish while it's fresh on my mind because it's been a few years since I've done this and boy oh boy is it some work so I am going to document all of my steps so this may be a fairly lengthy podcast but it will be a good one to save for later or look back to you know in the future if you ever decide to open a store but full disclosure I am not a pro at this I am just going to document how I did it and maybe you can just take bits and pieces of the process that I did Um, and keep in mind this may vary state to state but I live in Florida so let's do this Okay, so just a little bit of insight on how this even all transpired. I always knew, which I feel like this is not always a goal for somebody, but I always knew I wanted to have, hopefully one day, a second store. But at the same time, I also knew that it would not be an additional store to what my store was now. And the reasoning for that is because I personally live in a very small town and I felt as though if I opened the same store, like same business, just another location that it could take away business from one or the other, which could be damaging to my business. So I knew that if I was going to have a second brick and mortar location, it would be its own standalone business. It would be something completely different and I really wanted to have a specialty store so like a specialty gift store gift shop something like that because that's kind of our niche at my current brick and mortar and it's worked very well for us it was definitely you know something that my landlord really trusted in me because there's no one out there like us but it's worked very well for us So it's a huge leap of faith that I took at my current business, and I knew that it would be a huge leap of faith with my next business. So in my head, I always really, honestly, for the past couple years, ironically, I wanted to go in with my best friend and open a bakery. I'm not a baker. I wanted to sell coffee because I love coffee. I'm a huge, like just all about coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. I enjoy trying new coffee. I like strong coffee, all the things. But I knew opening a bakery and a coffee shop is kind of hard to do. You see a lot of people open it. 
and they're not really successful with it because I feel like you really, really, really have to have a lot of support from the community to make a business like that work. And that is hard work. I mean, you have to wake up so early, long hours, um, you know, just like any business, it's a lot of work. So we talked about it, me and my best friend for like a while. And then I was, we were both kind of like, I don't know, like, I love the idea, but like, I don't know if this is a good idea. So we kind of put that on the back burner, but during the time we kind of stopped talking about it, I was like, well, maybe I can just open up like a small coffee shop just to like get it started to see if maybe this is even going to work. But I knew the building that I was looking for was literally a needle in a haystack where I live at because I ideally wanted to find a building with a drive through window, which is like, if you're local to me, if you're listening to this podcast, like there's literally nothing out there. <laughs> So I still looked because I was like, well, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And that's what I've told myself for a long time. And as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I sold my wholesale company several months ago, really a leap of faith. And now that this whole entire experience has come to life with me opening up my second store, I 1000% know that everything happens for a reason. So I did not give up my coffee shop dream. I actually reached out to my current landlord and just kind of gave him a rundown on what I was trying to do. He thought it was like a great idea, but also knew that I was looking for a very unique building. So we were on the hunt, me and my realtor, for the past several, several months. It's been a while. While all of this was going on, I literally didn't tell like honestly anybody other than my fiance, my landlord and my realtor that I was looking for another building. Um, but while this was all going on, we came into a like new community of people that we were introduced at the store because they wanted some custom shirts. And that was the book club community. And we were very much affiliated with like teachers, nurses, schools. So this was like a whole nother community of people that we had never come into contact for. And we kind of did like a drop shipping thing for them. So we would see so many members of this book club community and it really kind of intrigued and piqued my interest in looking into like what this all was about. Um, because I was not on book talk. I was literally just meeting all these people that were so passionate about books. And I don't know like how old you are, but I'm 28. So like growing up, like you were a weirdo if you read books and like, if you know, you know, because I would never tell people I read books. Like I was a huge Rachel Hollis follower. Um, and now that I have kids and like I have a business and stuff, it's a lot easier for me to listen to podcasts. So that's kind of what I got into more. But then I really like got into the kind of nitty gritty books, which had more to do with like business and things. But now everything that you hear about is all these like romance book club groups. I mean, they are serious about this stuff. They are some very like passionate people. And we just got to, you know, talking to them. And this was probably about six months ago that this all started. And we started offering like a bunch of um, book like merch style uh, product between like apparel, drinkware, uh, bookmarks, like all the things for the book club. Um, and that just kind of came a part of J. Kelly Designs, which is my current brick and mortar. And then a, it's only been about three weeks ago, I think, 
I was, it was a Saturday and I was just like on Facebook and I seen this building pop up and it was a building that I knew and it was a building that was in our downtown area, which is a very good area because we don't have a mall. So that's kind of like the go-to place if you want to walk around and shop and it's all small businesses. So there's no like big chains down there. It's very nice. They've done a lot of upgrades and this building popped up and it was this beautiful building. Like I literally love this building and it said it was for lease. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this literally never happens. So I was looking into it more and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is for lease by my same landlord. And so I called my realtor and we were chatting and I was like looking at the pictures and I said, I just had this like epiphany over me. I don't, the best like way I could describe my feelings and like how this all happened is if you've ever bought a house, which I've bought lots of houses and that's the only reason why I know this feeling but you walk into the house and you just know it's the house like you just you can't explain it you just know it's the house and when I saw this building I cannot explain it but I was just like this is going to be a bookstore and I had never thought of that before but just based on everything that was going on like within my life within J. Kelly Designs I was just like this is supposed to be a bookstore and there are no bookstores actually where I live at. There's chain bookstores, but not like the small business, like very like specialty style bookstores. And I like obviously didn't have a business established for the bookstore. I knew of a name, but that's pretty much all that I knew. And I reached out to my landlord and kind of told him my business plan, put in my offer. And within, I want to say like four days, we had the offer accepted and we had the lease put together and everything put together and it just started happening, which is so crazy. So fast forward to three weeks, I just got the keys yesterday. So it has been a wild three weeks because keep in mind, this is kind of like funny, but not funny. And I think a lot of people are like, Jenny, are you okay? But all of this happened during our Christmas rush, which was kind of a trying time but it really wasn't painful of an experience and that's how I knew like okay like this is what's supposed to happen and you'll hear me say this a lot but like you should not have to force certain things to happen within your life your business like if something's meant to be all of the pieces will come together now on the flip side of that I'm not saying that I didn't have to put any work into this because this has still been a lot of work but it's still been doable, if that makes sense. Like I already had the business plan before I went and signed this lease. I already had put together all of the numbers and expenses before I signed this lease. So when I say like, if you walk into a building and you're like, oh, it feels like my store, like there's still more to that. Like don't get hung up on that statement, but it shouldn't be like this like crazy like pulling teeth experience like it I kind of relate it to buying a house like it's still hard but it should still flow as long as you have all of your plans in place and when owning a business just like when you buy a house the numbers have to work so my first step to anybody that wants to open a store is run the numbers. And when I say run the numbers, get an Excel spreadsheet, 
because this is what my business coach taught me and I'm very thankful for this because it has been a huge game changer for my life, for my business and now my new business. But get that Excel spreadsheet and draw out all of the expenses. I'm talking like even, you know, you know, your dumpster costs, whatever, you know, obviously your rent, get that insurance quote on the building because that was a big factor in my situation because I knew that this building that I found downtown was built in 1920. It was a beautiful, it is a beautiful building. It had so much character, so much charm, original brick. I mean, it was beautiful, but I knew that it was a very old building and that I needed to go ahead and look into the insurance, especially because I was carrying books. And fun fact, a lot of insurance companies don't like to insure books. And it's probably because, you know, they can just be damaged so easily. But that was something that I learned. And had I not looked into it in the very beginning, I could have potentially just signed a building for something that I couldn't even carry the product in that was the main product of my business. So that's just one thing that I would highly recommend is the insurance part of it. You know, get with a commercial insurance agent and make sure that that's going to be a possibility. But that's just a very like quick recap on what I did. But now I'm going to break down step by step what I did first and what I'm now doing. And I'll probably have to carry on to this podcast because like I said, I literally just got the keys yesterday. So let me start from start to finish on what I've had to do and the work that I've had to put in on the back end before I could even get to getting these keys for this building. Okay, so obviously, step one, have your business plan, have your numbers, figure out how much product you have to sell to break even, so know your break even number, and what then you would have to make to actually make a profit off of your company. Keep in mind, if you're ordering or opening a brick and mortar, you also have to take into consideration payroll. That is a huge expense. That is probably my most hefty expense on my current business. And I knew that going into the bookstore. So you have got to budget for that because that could be be a deal breaker. Because keep in mind, you can't afford the employees, then you're going to have to work. And does that mean you're going to have to work for free? So that is a huge thing is do the math on that. From there, when the numbers look good, your next step would obviously be finding the building. So I looked for my building for probably like six to eight months. And my best advice when looking for a building for your brick and mortar is location, location, location. I would even recommend getting a smaller store if that means that your location would be the best location because you can have the biggest store ever, the nicest store ever, but if it's not in a good location, you're not gonna get the business to even keep that store open. People are lazy, keep that in mind. Everybody can probably order everything that you offer online. So if your store is difficult to get to, hard to find, or just not in a good location, like maybe you don't have good parking or something, I hate to break it to you, but this is all about, you know, being honest in this podcast, but people are not going to come to your store. So location, location, location. 
in addition to that, when you're making offers on buildings, go ahead and ask like right off the rip, like what kind of lease term they're looking for. Because I think that was my biggest surprise when I was looking at the building that I'm in for J. Kelly Designs. And like nothing gets my landlord, but just the industry in general, because I've never done this before, but a lot of people may at a minimum want you to sign a five-year lease, probably some places even more. And I think that was the biggest shock for me. And that's why I was very thankful that I had a realtor to explain to me like, no, like this is pretty normal because there is so much that can happen in five years. I mean, just think about it. Look at the past five years and where you were five years ago. I mean, just life in general, things can happen, let alone within your business. So when you are like shopping for buildings or when I say shopping for buildings, I'm not talking about buying a building. I'm talking about leasing a building. Ask those questions. And to piggyback off of that, please hire a commercial realtor. My commercial realtor was fantastic, answered so many questions, confirmed so many things, broke down all the things, and I did not have to pay her. I feel like a lot of people like are like, oh, I don't want to work with a commercial realtor and get really turned off by it, but why wouldn't you? Because they are free. My The person that was leasing the building had to pay her commission, but I did not have to pay her, but she was still getting paid for her time as she should because I had a lot of phone calls and texts and meetings with her but that will help your process so much because you will feel so much more confident in your commitment because you had someone on your side looking out for you nothing against my landlord at all because he's been great to me but not everybody is like that and I've seen a lot of people get into some really crappy leases because they have been taken advantage of. So please hire a commercial realtor and not to mention, they will probably have access to more properties and what's out there than what you may be able to find. So again, it is to your benefit and I highly, highly recommend the commercial realtor. So once then, you know, obviously we found our building. So once I found the building, we got the lease proposal that was sent um, by the landlord that we would have to kind of like review, but we also knew like what we were going to offer. So that was something that my realtor handled and she looked up the, you know, other comparables to see, you know, the cost per square foot and like all the things. And we then send our proposal to our landlord. They review it, decide to approve it or, you know, make changes, what have you. And then from there, hopefully, assuming that, you know, everything goes good, they would accept your offer and then you sign the formal lease agreement. Now, I will say that keep in mind and be prepared because this may happen, but you could be asked to provide a lot of financial documents at this point to make sure that you can afford the building. Now, luckily, I had enough financial information from my own business that I was okay, but this may be a conversation that you need to have with your realtor to go ahead and have these documents prepared because it is a lot of information and it would be really helpful 
to have all the documents prepared because if there's a ton of people making offers on a building and you can say, hey, I have all of my stuff, they're probably going to go with you because owning a you know, building or whatever, people want to rent it out. They want to be able to get paid because that is their job is leasing out buildings. And if you already have your ducks in a row, number one, it's going to show that you're serious about it. And number two, it's going to show that, okay, this girl or whoever, you know, they can't afford this building. So that is something that I would recommend already having done. And it will be huge relief off of your plate too, to already have it done. Um, and then from there, so once we got the lease accepted, I had to go ahead and establish my EIN number. I had to register my business name and do all of those things because they did have to have proof of my LLC. So that was something that I went ahead and registered through um, my Florida Revenue online. Um, so I had to buy my business license. Um, I had to set up my EIN, which a lot of that wasn't really hard. It just took a while to get the information. Um, so I would definitely work on that. And full disclosure, I like, this is just what I did. Um, but this may vary state to state. So once I had my EIN established in my LLC, from there, I provided that information to my landlord just to show that I was like a registered business and everything was all set there. And by that point, they went ahead and drafted all of my lease documentation. I did have to go ahead and pay my security deposit. Um, and somebody was in the building that I was, um, that I just like started the lease with. So I couldn't just like move in. So I had to wait until the current tenant was out, which that's also a question that your realtor should be asking is when the tenant should be out because that's like, really important information because they could be there for three more months. So I would just make sure and ask that question probably whenever you're trying to like look at the building or make an offer. Um, then from there, while I was waiting for the current tenant to be out of the building, I went ahead and finalized my insurance. Um, that took like a little bit to get done. And then I also went ahead and started getting quotes on signage because that is one thing that takes a super long time if you have to pull a permit, depending on where you live. Our city takes a while to pull permits. So I went ahead and got that in the works. Um, but obviously you have to have your logo, which I already had that done because I kind of like knew what I was going to be doing for that. Um, but I went ahead and got those items in the works, but I waited a little bit to actually pay for the signage because I just wanted to make sure that everything was like good with the lease and, and there was, there was no issues. So from there, I went ahead and told the signage company when my lease started. So that was officially when they could go ahead and start working on the signage order for me. Um, and from there, more things that I did in the back end before I got the keys because it was just a matter of the current tenant um, vacating the building. And this was, I would not recommend this for everybody. This is just something that I did because I knew that the current tenant was not going to be in the building within like the next like week or two. Like I knew my lease was good, like everything was fine. But what I did go ahead and start doing is I actually went ahead and started taking applications for my employees for the new business. Now, not everybody does it this way. And the reason why I did it this way is because I knew that I wanted to open 
the store really fast. And I will go ahead and tell you that I would have never had the confidence to be able to do it this fast if it wasn't for my current company. But I knew what I needed to get done and I knew that the build out also was not going to take that long. But I wanted to go ahead and get everyone hired so that when I did get the keys, I could just be focusing on the build out and then I would have my employees start within the next two weeks. I would have two weeks to do the build out. So really what I did is I just came up with a very strict schedule for myself to try to make all of this work because from start to finish, I have a goal which today is like January 3rd. Um, I have a goal to open the store within a month. So I had art, like I'm already starting ordering inventory, skewing inventory. I went ahead um, while I've been waiting for the keys to go ahead and set up my website. And if you do all those things, you know that those take some time. Um, so once I got my keys, then I went ahead and obviously got the power swapped over into my name, the water swapped over into my name. Um, I also have to obviously get like the Wi-Fi set up and all of the utility things. I had to go get that in the works since I did have the keys um, the city could come and inspect for my business license, but all those utility business license insurance, you can do all of those and have those in the works before you're even physically in the building, which I highly recommend because some of those processes can take a little bit longer. And if I only know this because of me, like having my other store and I wish I would have started on it sooner. So I would highly recommend doing all those things as long as you know for sure that the building is going to be yours because if you didn't know that, those things could be very costly. Um, just to kind of give you an example, because this was a huge sticker shock to me whenever I was in my current building, but just to get my power turned on for my current building, I had to pay over $500 just for the deposit. Plus, within a few weeks, my first light bill was due. So that was a big deal. Um, obviously I paid it, but I, I didn't even think twice about that being an expense. I knew there was going to be a deposit, but I was not thinking that much. Um, and then like, you know, your water, you had to do a deposit. I had to pay like $230 deposit for that just to get it swapped into my name. So it's definitely like a lot of information, but around the time that I, you know, knew I had the building, knew all of this was going to be working out. During the time I was creating my EIN and like waiting for that to come back, as soon as I had that back, I went straight to the bank to set up my bank account. Because a lot of all these like miscellaneous things, like setting up the utility, paying my security deposit, you know, doing all of that, I could not do it without a bank account. And to open a business bank account, you have to have an EIN number and you have to be a registered business. And I know some people are like, oh, well, open a personal bank account and then later I'll get a business account. Don't do that. Your accountant will not like you for that. Just do it right from the beginning because you are going to be so busy. You're just going to wish you did everything right from the beginning. And that is what I would recommend. Don't rush it. Just wait for you to have all of the information and then do it right. That way you don't have to go and redo something because it is a huge headache, especially when it comes to banking. I mean, having to get a new account number, a new debit card and all the things, it's just so much easier if you do it right from the start. 
Um, and something that I think a lot of people don't do because whenever I ask for it, they're like, wow, you really want those? I always have business checks. I mean, because when I went to go start um, my water, they did not take debit cards. It was it was either check or cash. So I got checks and the reasoning why I get checks and I know people are like, why do you even use checks? Like you can just get cash. Well, if I have a check, then when my accountant goes to do all of my expenses for the month, she'll see the picture of that check and be like, oh, that's where Jenny had to set up her water bill. And like that will be considered an expense for the month. If I took out cash, then she's going to ask me in a month from now, hey, what did you spend $230 for? I honestly am probably not going to remember. And that can get really, really messy whenever you're working with an accountant or a bookkeeper. And me personally, that's why I always use checks. That way she can do her thing. And I'm not having to remember because I know I'm not going to remember. So if you don't feel comfortable like getting checks, I completely understand. But that's just my personal preference. And it's worked very well for me. Um, and when I opened my business bank account, they actually gave me, I want to say like 250 checks for free, which will last me literally forever. So I was like, heck yeah, you know, I'll take the checks cause they're free. And that's why I started using them and realized this is a way better process than using cash. So fast forward to now, I literally hired my entire team the day before I got the keys. So I have all of my employees hired. I have their start date scheduled. I have them set up on their payroll. I have my payroll established. And then I went ahead and got my keys. So now I'm full force into the build out process. So now I'm giving myself a two week timeline, which again, sounds crazy, but I think I can do it to do the build out. And then once the build out is completed, that would mean then I would be ready for my employees to start. And I do have my employees starting a week and a half before we officially open the store just to come in to have some extra training days, get to know one another, you know, get to know the point of sale system. And I actually plan on doing like a private preview party for our test run because the the amount of support from the community before we've even opened has been just so moving. Um, I actually got like really emotional when I got to thinking about it because I really was not sure if this was going to work. Um, if any of you are listening that have ever wanted to open a bookstore, I don't know if you've ever looked too much into it, but a standalone bookstore is very hard to make profit. And that's why so many bookstores close because there is not there's not a lot of money in just selling books. I'm not even gonna lie to you. The profit margin is not great at all. Um, but I wanted to do a very like different concept on what I had like in my head because it's not gonna be a traditional bookstore at all. But I also know that this is gonna be a huge leap of faith faith for the company because 
some people may just want a traditional bookstore, but we're making it like super like funky, fun. Um, our downtown area is kind of turning into um, where a lot of tourists come and visit. So in my head, yes, obviously I want the local community to support us, but I also want people that are visiting to say, oh, I want to go to that pink bookstore. Yes, the bookstore is going to be pink. And if you know me, <laughs> I think if anybody saw this, they would be like, Jenny's probably opening that because I am obsessed with pink. So I'm getting very like funky, creative and just kind of out there with it. But that is what's going to make people remember it. And because of that, we have gotten so much like feedback from the community and they're very excited for us to open which I'm very thankful for, but I also know that, like, I can't just, like, open the store and be like, all right, team, here you go. Like, that's that's going to be a disaster, and I don't want to scare away the customers. I don't want to scare away my employees. It's just not going to be fair to anybody. That's why we're kind of, like, slowly, like, gradually, like, moving into this um, with their training days, and I did not do that at my current business, but that is something that I would suggest doing um, if you are opening a business, because I think it will just make the transition a lot easier on everybody. And yes, it's going to be an expense because technically I will be paying people before I'm even opening and making sales. But in my opinion, like that shouldn't matter because then, you know, when you do open, you should be giving the community a really good experience in your store and working out the kinks before you officially open versus literally when you, I don't know, like have like a super long line out the door and nobody knows how to run a point of sale system. Your employees may not be able to handle that, but on the flip side, that's not going to be a normal day for them. And I would just hate for them to feel so discouraged on their first day when technically it's not their fault. It's kind of, I hate to say it, like your lack of management <laughs> because I would never want somebody to do that myself. So that's why we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, another thing that I highly recommend, and I believe I've talked about this before on the podcast is reach out to your chambers. So like we're going to have um, a grand opening done with one of our chambers. We have another county chamber that reached out to us that I think wants to host us a grand opening. And then we also have um, what's called um, Destination of Panama City. So that's where the store is located. And again, it's kind of like a tourist town and they want to feature us on their page. And this is a page for people that are like visiting from like out of state or out of town. They go to this page to see kind of like what's going on in the community. So I'm super pumped for that because that is so nice of them to be able to do that to kind of spread the word for people that don't live here. So I would definitely recommend getting all of those things set up too because marketing is huge. Okay, that was seriously so much information. I actually just had to take a sip of my Diet Coke because I didn't even realize I was like, rambling on about all of this information, but it is a lot. And I can't believe I just covered all of that probably within like 30 minutes. Um, but again, a lot of information. I am not a pro. This is just what I've done and what I've learned from doing, um, since I opened J Kelly designs, which was almost two years ago. It's crazy to even think that, um, but this is not like the perfect like way of doing things. This is just what I've decided to do and the process I've decided to do. So again, I'm in this stage where I just got the keys and I'm about to work on the build out, but I do plan on 
giving you guys an update throughout this process once I start doing the build out because that's when things can get a little bit hairy. Um, but the name of my new store is called Bookish Boutique. It's going to be so cute. It's going to be a pink specialty bookstore. We plan on selling apparel, gifts, and obviously books. Um, I would love for you guys to follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you kind of want to like keep up with my journey on there. This store is going to be pretty like visually different than J. Kelly Designs. Um, but I'm so excited. This has been like such a moving experience for me. I never thought opening my second store would be more emotional than opening my first store. And when I say emotional, I mean like in a really like just happy, just I'm just so thankful. Um, and I just, you know, I wish anybody could like experience this, but as happy as I've been, I know that this is going to be really hard. This is probably going to be harder than running J. Kelly Designs. And if any of y'all follow me or know me from wholesale, um, if you know that I'm saying that, then you probably know this is going to be really hard. But I know that I can do it. And I know at the end of the day, I'm giving a business that the community wants and that a community I think is going to support. It's going to be very different, but I also think we live in the world, the business world, that people want different. They don't want, for the most part, to go into these chain stores and it's just the same thing, the same old boring thing. People want something different and they want an experience. And in 2024, I believe that is going to be the way to make your year the best year yet. You have got to be different. You got to be edgy. You got to like give people the experience. You have to make them want to come back to just get to know you more, get to know your store more, get to see and get more product out of your store. Because just being the same old, same old, I just don't think is going to work anymore. And obviously, I will update you guys, but that is kind of what my business plan entails, plus a lot more for this business. So I'd love for you to kind of see how it all comes together because it's hard to explain it on a podcast. <laughs> um, but that is my big news. And if you guys want me to go into more detail on more subjects about opening a store, feel free to comment on the podcast. I can't comment back to you guys, but I can like it when I see it. So if you have like any specific topics after listening to this podcast that you want me to go over, like maybe you really want to open a store, but you wanted to know more about blank, just let me know. I'll be happy to chat about it. And right now is probably the best time while it's fresh on my mind since I'm going through that process. But I hope everyone has a great first month of the year. I know it's probably going to be a little bit slower for everybody, but enjoy it. Maybe take some time off or, you know, when it is slow, take this time to plan out, you know, your entire year, whether it's content, events, you know, when you order, what you order, holiday planning. Take this time because I know it's easy to forget how much you actually enjoy the slow time. Um, when you come out of that like crazy madness of like the holiday rush. 
but definitely like take this time to do some really good planning buy a planner and stick with it go through you know your policies and procedures um, one thing I did was I went through all of our billing I went through all of my bank statements and literally highlighted okay I really don't need to pay for this anymore and that has been super satisfying for me um, especially because it's now saving me a lot of money. So that is something I highly suggest doing this month. But in the meantime, like I said, you can follow us on um, Bookish Boutique socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook. And then you can also, of course, keep up with J. Kelly Designs. We would love to you know, see you on our socials. We have so many events planned this year for J. Kelly Designs. It's going to be kind of crazy, but as you know, I love events, so I'm super pumped about it. Um, but you can follow us on Facebook at j.kellydesigns, and we're also on Instagram, and we're even on TikTok. If you follow us on TikTok, me and Lexi just like to have a good time. <laughs> so don't judge us, but that is us just living our best life at work. Otherwise, I hope everyone has a great week, a great first month, and I appreciate all of you for listening to this podcast. And like I said, if you have any suggestions on a future subject for a podcast, just comment below and I'd love to chat about it. All right, I'll see y'all later. Bye.